Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the church behind the program, how to contact us, and learn more about the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 6, 11 through 18, called The Cross is the Answer. We are looking at a message called The Cross is the Answer. The Cross is the Answer. If you turn in your Bible to Galatians chapter 6, we are actually going to finish Galatians, and I'm excited that we have a chance to wrap up this book today. It's a very relevant uh, section of Scripture, especially to our times, but to really any time. When you're there, if you could stand to your feet for the reading of God's Word, if you're physically able to stand, please do so. Galatians 6, we're going to read verses 11 through 18. Galatians 6, 11. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand, says Paul. Those who desire, Galatians 6, 12, to make a good showing in the flesh, try to compel you to be circumcised simply so that they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For those who are circumcised do not even keep the law themselves, but they desire to have you circumcised so that they may boast in your flesh. But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And those who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause trouble for me, for I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. In preparation for this message, uh, I had a chance to review a message that I heard before from the great apologist, Ravi Zacharias, who recently went home to be with the Lord. He was a man that uh, was on a bed of suicide at the age of 17, ready to take his life. Someone handed him a Bible. He read through the Gospel of John. He met the Jesus of the Bible, gave his life to Jesus, said that one of the key verses was when he read Jesus's words, because I live, you will live also. Ravi gave his life to Jesus from the age of 17 to the age of 74. The Lord used him. He prepared him for ministry. Ravi traveled all over the world sharing the gospel before ambassadors, dignitaries, young people. In fact, the talk that he gave, Why I Believe in Jesus, that I reviewed last night, was in front of a huge audience of largely college students. Ravi had a huge impact on many young people, uh, talking to them about absolute truth in a, a culture that is very relativistic, that people wonder if there's even absolutes anymore. Ravi was saying that in the 80s, he was uh, in Poland, he was invited by a man to visit the Auschwitz concentration camp. It was a complex of over 40 concentration and extermination camps operated by Nazi Germany and occupied Poland during World War II and the Holocaust. Ravi said he was emotionally unprepared for what he would see. He said behind one window alone was 14,000 pounds of female human hair that had been preserved from those times what they would do is basically starve you to death. They would shave your head, whether you were male or female. And what they did at this particular camp called Auschwitz is they would move about uh, thousands of people into these uh, places that they said you would be able to get a shower. 
They would pack you in. And at this point, people were just basically skin and bones. They, were, they had no clothes on. They would pack you in saying, you're about to get a shower for the first time in a long time. And actually, what would come out of the spigots is deadly gas. And they killed, on average, 12,000 people a day in Auschwitz. Ravi said when he came out of that concentration camp and heard some of the statistics and saw what he saw, just like some of you have visited the Holocaust library. I've had a chance twice to go to the Holocaust library in Israel. There are no words. And you are emotionally unprepared to deal with what humanity can do to humanity. Those 12,000 were basically shoveled out of there, and then the next day, 12,000 more would die. This is what happens to people who can be listening to the best music in the world, says Ravi, educated in the highest educational systems, and still do this to one another. It's the problem of evil. And the problem, says Ravi, is not necessarily out there. It's in here. Jesus said that out of the heart of man in Matthew and in Mark come evil thoughts and murders and slanders and envy and all this ugly stuff. From within, out of the heart of man is what corrupts man. And the problem of evil is we're going to get a chance to hear from uh, one of the expert voices next Sunday night. I hope you'll be here and I hope you, hope you will tell a friend. Dr. Clay Jones will share with us. And Dr. Clay Jones has spent a lot of time uh, actually studying genocide and to see what man can do to other men and other women is a problem of the heart. See, we, we think the problem of evil is somewhere out there and it is sometimes, but it starts right here. It's a problem of the heart. This is what the Bible identifies as the problem. This is what Jesus said is the problem. Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor, a professor of neurology and psychiatry at the University of Vienna Medical School. He died in 1997, but he wrote a book about his uh, experience in surviving the Holocaust, and he was in Auschwitz. He wrote a book called uh, The Doctor and the Soul Introduction to Logotherapy, which literally means healing through meaning. He said, if we present man with a concept of man which is not true, we may well corrupt him. When we present him as an automation of reflexes, as a mind machine, as a bundle of instincts, as a pawn of drives and reactions, as a mere product of instincts, heredity, and environment, we feed the despair which man is, in any case, already prone. I became acquainted with the last stages of corruption in my second concentration camp in Auschwitz. The gas chambers of Auschwitz were the ultimate consequences of the theory that man is nothing but the product of heredity and environment, or, as the Nazis like to say, of blood and soil. I am absolutely convinced, says Frankel, that the gas chambers of Auschwitz, Treblinka, and Madanik were ultimately prepared not in some ministry or other in Berlin, but rather at the desks and the lecture halls of nihilistic scientists and philosophers. Ravi goes on to tell a story about a British journalist named Malcolm Mugridge who greatly affected Ravi's life and who had become a Christian. And Mugridge tells a story that he was traveling in another country and he said he, was, he struggled with uh, lust. And he said he was, I believe he was in India, 
And he saw a woman off in the distance and she was bathing and she was undressed. And this man says, Mugridge says, at this time I was so corrupt in my heart, I decided to go to her and I jumped into the water and I began to swim toward her. My lust just had taken over. And he said, there was a voice, Mugridge said, in my head saying, don't do it, don't go, don't do it. But I kept swimming and I tried to drown out the voice. And he said, as he got closer to the woman, the woman was obviously embarrassed and she her privacy being invaded, and she tried to cover up. And Mugridge said he looked at her, and she was full of leprosy. She had no lips. Her nose was missing. She had no fingers. See, from a distance, she looked like this beautiful woman, but as he got closer, she was filled with leprosy. And Mugridge was tempted in those moments to say, what an ugly woman! But he stopped himself. And he said, the ugly one in this equation is not her. It's me. It's my heart. And if we are going to deal with the issues of humanity, whatever time you live in, whatever space and time the Lord gives you, and this is our time, we are going to have to look at the condition of the heart. The problem of evil is right here. And if you want to get an answer to the problem of evil, you must look within. Recently, uh, someone showed me a video of an African-American football player on CNN being interviewed, and he was talking about the tension in our culture right now, and he began to share the gospel with this reporter on CNN. All of a sudden, the feed went out right as he's in the middle of a gospel presentation. They lost contact with him. Oh, we've lost him. You see, the world doesn't want to hear what the Bible has to say about the real problem. But the church understands the problem. And we can see it in our own hearts. Ravi, in this introduction to this talk, said he was invited to speak at a prayer breakfast for the UN. Dignitaries and ambassadors from all over the world. People of different faiths. People of little faith. And they asked Ravi to address this topic. They said, would you speak on the search for absolutes in a relativistic culture. He said, that's a tough enough talk, let alone to give to a mixed multitude like this. You have to set up the background because they don't know much about where you're coming from as a Christian. He said, you have to set it up for at least 15 minutes, and I didn't have a whole lot of time. And so I began to share with him four areas where you look for absolutes, Ravi said, evil, justice, love, and forgiveness. He talked about how do we call a regime or a country evil if we have no standard of evil? How do we call something just or unjust if we have no absolutes? How do we learn to love if love has really no meaning? How do we learn to forgive if there's really no such thing as forgiveness? Some of you have come here, he said this morning, and you need to be forgiven, and you don't even know where to start because you don't know what it is. And he said in his closing moments, he spoke of evil, justice, love, and forgiveness. He said they were on the edge of their seats listening, and that was tough because he was giving the talk before breakfast. And when you give a talk before breakfast, people want to hurry you up because they can't wait for the food. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Join Pastor Michael Lance at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona Sunday evening on September 27th. We're going to deal with the topic of suicide. Now, we normally have guest speakers come in, and this time around we have John Noyes. He's on staff with Stand to Reason with Greg Kokel. And John does a great job in dealing with the topic, a very hard topic of suicide. And so this touches everybody, and the statistics on suicide are alarming. 
people who are contemplating suicide, it's alarming. And so we want to deal with it and bring hope and truth and love to the topic. The 633 event, Thinking Biblically About Suicide, is Sunday, September 27th. For details, call 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And so I began to share with him four areas where you look for absolutes, Ravi said, evil, justice, love, and forgiveness. He talked about how do we call a a regime or a country evil if we have no standard of evil? How do we call something just or unjust if we have no absolutes? How do we learn to love if love has really no meaning? How do we learn to forgive if there is really no such thing as forgiveness? Some of you have come here, he said this morning, and you need to be forgiven, and you don't even know where to start because you don't know what it is. And he said in his closing moments, He spoke of evil, justice, love, and forgiveness. He said they were on the edge of their seats listening, and that was tough because he was giving the talk before breakfast. And when you give a talk before breakfast, people want to hurry you up because they can't wait for the food. But he said everybody was on the edge of their seats. They were listening. And Ravi said, I want to ask you a question. Where in the world do these four converge in a moment of history, evil, justice, love, and forgiveness? He said, can I take you to a hill called Calvary and show you the person of Jesus Christ? This is where evil, justice, love, and forgiveness mix. This is where God dealt the ultimate death blow to evil. This is where God's justice was put on display. This is where love and justice come together and intersect at the person of Jesus Christ. And this is where he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Ravi said it was very quiet in the room. He finished the speech and an ambassador from another nation came up and said to him, Ravi, I appreciate you sharing with us today. I've been coming here for years. I've been sent as a diplomat and ambassador. He said, I've woken up every morning since I've been here and I keep saying to myself, I don't know why I'm here. I'm an atheist. I've come here as an atheist. I'm representing my country. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. I don't even know why they send me here. Today, I found out why I was here. And Ravi said, that man, that atheist ambassador from another country gave his life to Jesus Christ. There are people in our world so desperate to hear the message that we have, the message that we give out. It is a message of hope. It is a message that we have to start the healing from within to move it to without. We have to look at a blood-stained cross. We have to look at the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But for us who are being saved, that message of the cross is what? It is the power of God. And it still has power to save, and it still has power to heal all that ails us To quote Ravi one more time, he said to these young young people, do you want to be another question or do you want to be the answer? Do you want to be another person who walks through the corridors of this life with a question mark in your soul that is never really satisfied or do you want to be part of the answer? We have the answer, don't we? Do you believe it? 
The answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is the cross of Jesus Christ. And not just the cross, but an empty tomb and a triumphant resurrection. And Paul has been making this argument uh, the whole letter. He's been saying to the Galatians, you must understand how one is saved. And it's through the work of Christ and the work of Christ alone. In Galatians 6.11, he says, See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. Letters could be falsified in the ancient world. Someone could say they wrote a letter. They could write it in your name and claim it was from you. And you guys, if you've studied any of the manuscript evidence for the scriptures, you know that there were some false Gnostic gospels that came, came a couple hundred years after the fact, and they were allegedly written by Peter or other apostles. And they're simply false gospels, and that's easily provable. But Paul may have written all of Galatians with his own hand. Some people say the large letters refer to maybe some bad eyesight. We don't know for sure. But Paul, at some point, picked up the pen. Now, in uh, the letters that are written in our New Testament, uh, Paul and perhaps others would sometimes use what's called an amanuensis, something like a scribe or a secretary. The way you could imagine this is if you were in a company and maybe you had someone you could dictate a letter to, they would write down your words. It was what you were writing but, or what you were saying, but they would actually write it for you, much like a secretary or a scribe. That's what Paul may have had. Sosthenes may have helped him uh, in, I think it's 1 Corinthians. But here, Paul says, I am writing these letters with my own hand. It's to signify authentic, authentication and importance. The Apostle Paul, the converted Pharisee of the Pharisees, wrote the letter to the Galatians. I've written this. I want you to understand these large letters with my own hand. Sometimes when we get an email from a friend, they might end it with all caps. And uh, maybe you have a friend that every email they send out is in all caps. Anybody got a friend like that? All caps, exclamation points. Let's go to lunch. Okay, calm down. <laughs> you know, you, you can go lowercase on some of this stuff. It's, it's all right. And some believe that Paul uh, did uppercase letters. They would, the, the scribes, if you've seen Greek manuscripts, would write in a cursive style. And he may have changed the form of the letter or the size of the letter to emphasize the point. This is me. I've written this. And this is extremely important. It's to get our attention, to show us how important this letter is and how authentic it is. Those who desire, Galatians 6.12, to make a good showing in the flesh. That's been the problem with this whole Galatian letter. And that is a problem with man. We are tempted to try to impress with what we do on the outside. And they try to compel you to be circumcised. In the day, that's what it was about. It was about this uh, religious sign. For us, it could be that someone says, unless you're baptized in our baptistry with our pastor, according to our formula, you cannot be saved. Others say, unless you do this or that, unless you, you know, go door to door, unless you do this, unless you keep these 20 things or these 10 things, you cannot be saved. That's not what the gospel teaches. The, the gospel says you must look to the merits of another. You must look to his sacrificial death. Don't let anybody, look at verse 12, compel you to do something just for the outside for show. Whatever it may be, brother, sister, friend, please don't kowtow to people putting pressure on you to compel you to do something just for show. Don't do it. One reason they are so popular, living Bible, these false teachers, and avoid the persecution they would get if they, they, they're avoiding the persecution they would get if they admitted that the cross of Christ alone can save. 
They try to compel you to do something for their own reasons, and they do it to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Jesus Christ. They try to get you to fit in, try to get you to go with the flow. Look at, uh, for a moment, Galatians 2, 3 and 4. They even did this to the Gentile uh, Titus, Galatians 2, 3 and 4. Not even Titus, who was with me, though he was a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised but it was because of false, the false brethren secretly brought in who had sneaked to, in to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, in order to bring us into bondage. Don't let anybody bring you, back to Galatians 6, into bondage. They were trying to sell the, the uh, Gentile believers. This is what you have to do to be saved. You've got to keep the food laws. You've got to become, you know, circumcised. And Paul was saying, that's not it. The outward sign means nothing and it can have significance but it means nothing unless you've been changed in the inward in the heart you've been listening to the cross is the answer part one on walk in truth pastor michael's teaching in galatians 6 11 through 18 remember if you missed any part of today's program or other teachings in galatians you can listen to pastor michael's teachings on the living truth app or wherever you get your podcasts I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's given a $5 donation to Walk in Truth. You know, it's our mission to equip you with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're hoping that we're giving you the tools to easily explain the Christian faith to your friends, your family, your coworkers, and to see how scripture applies to today's issues, trends, and cultures. Your $5 donations have helped us broadcast on the station you're listening to now and the podcast app you're using too. So to be honest, we're broadcasting on less stations these days, but we hope to change that. We need more monthly partners to help us grow and move forward in our mission. So can you become a $10 a month partner? We're looking to the future and knowing you'll be there with us when the time comes to grow is reassuring. Please become a $10 a month partner today. Visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on donate. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, I believe that one of the keys to Christian living is to make sure that the cross is always at the center of our navigating life. What I mean by that is always remember that God put his love on display at the cross and his righteousness and holiness on display at the cross. Always remember that God so loved you that he gave his son. And if you don't forget the cross and you remember leading people to the foot of the cross is the answer, you going back regularly to the foot of the cross is the answer. What I mean by the foot of the cross is to remember the great sacrifice. Remember the power of the cross because the cross and Christ crucified is the saving message of the gospel. Now, it includes the resurrection, of course, but the cross is the answer because the cross tells us that if God loved us that much, then we can love others. We can love as God loved us. And Jesus does say, take up your cross and follow me. And sometimes that's going to mean that I lay down my rights. I love somebody when it's difficult. I stop being legalistic and I just say, Lord, just use me as a vessel of your love to this person. Well, speaking of love and being a vessel of love, we're going to deal with the topic, the topic of suicide at our next 633 event. These are Sunday evening apologetic events that we hold at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. 
in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. Now, we normally have guest speakers come in, and this time around, we have John Noyes. He's on staff with Stand to Reason with Greg Kokel. And John uh, does a great job in dealing with a topic, a very hard topic of suicide. And so this touches everybody, and the statistics on suicide are alarming. People who are contemplating suicide, it is, it's alarming. And so we want to deal with it and bring hope and truth and love to the topic. This is happening Sunday evening, September the 27th at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. It begins at 6.33 in the evening. There's going to be a time for fellowship, worship. You can ask questions and you can um, ask them anonymously and there will be worship. And you can also join us via live stream. I want to encourage you to be praying over this event. I also want to encourage you to invite friends. You can come on out personally and be part of it. Living Truth Christian Fellowship, 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Why don't you make plans today to join us? Now, again, if you can't make it in person, the event will be live streamed on our YouTube channel. All the info is on the Living Truth app that you can download in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars or go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'll see you tomorrow for more on The Cross is the Answer. God bless. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18, called The Cross is the Answer. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.